Welcome to Central Coast Chat, the podcast all about what's happening in the Monterey County area. I'm your host, Angelica Cabral, a reporter and podcaster with the Salinas Californian, part of the USA Today slash Gannett Network. This week I spoke with a local parent, Asia Guillory, about sending her son back to school and how the pandemic has affected her life this past year. Hi, welcome to Central Coast Chat. Can you introduce yourself and tell us about your background in the Monterey County area? Hi there, thanks for having me. My name is Asia Guillory. I'm a parent of a teenager here um, studying at Washington Middle School. I've lived in the area for about 16 years and involved in different aspects of the community and glad to learn and listen to your podcast here. Thank you. And I know this is kind of a broad question, but can you tell me a little bit about how the pandemic has affected your family? The pandemic has been really interesting. Um, It was cute at first to work from home and to have the kids studying. Um, But I will be honest, I think after about six months of it, I started realizing that working from home is actually more intensive than working in person. And then I did return to work in January. And being that I wasn't at home, I was concerned that my son was actually, you know, being focused during the online asymmetrical learning. And if he was really engaged with education and I kind of laughed because there's a PE class the first class and every all the kids have their camera off and I'm like are these kids even exercising you know so I have to question how they'll be impacted as far as their education um and it's just been you know for some of the positives that I will say that have come out we're spending more time in our own spaces we have space to reflect and I think the issues that we all deal with as humans also begin to come up to the surface Um, So we have to kind of deal with some of those realities and just not being as social with your friends and out in the community. Um, I personally know I've saved some money, but we're eating more. I mean, on one hand, you save money because maybe you're not doing extracurricular things or things for entertainment. But on the other hand, you're snacking throughout the day. So the COVID-19 is a a (laughs) running joke with friends and family. A lot of us have gained weight. A lot of us are not as active as we used to be. Um, those are some ways that come to me, you know, just straight off my head right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wanted to transition to, like you had mentioned a little bit in your last answer, schooling issues. Is your son's school offering in-person learning right now? They will be, and I'm very excited, and I'm, I'm proud of them. I know that it was a, a real struggle, and I commend all of the educators. Um all of the administrators who were working tirelessly trying to negotiate a return to school. Um, I believe his school starts next week and some schools have already started. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that, but I realize and want to acknowledge that a lot of teachers who also had the stress of working from home, um, missing the interactions with their kids also have the responsibility to deal with what's been going on socially what's been happening politically and so even though we know our kids are going to return and we're just excited about them being in person there's a lot of unpacking that needs to happen um an opportunity for them to talk about you know what has happened over the year and 2020 was a doozy and then you put a pandemic on top of that i know that it creates a lot of concerns 
me being a parent of color, my son and I are of African-American heritage, just watching what's been happening in the news um, and having a real sense of um, uncertainty as to what the future will hold, we're putting our students back in an environment. And my hope is that you know, on one hand, we're really excited, but that we're very intentional um, with just acknowledging and validating that this has been a difficult time, socially, politically, for people of color, um, especially black folks here in, in the country, to kind of be mindful of that. Is your son's school still offering distance learning? And if so, are you gonna be choosing in-person? Yeah, I choose to send him back. They will be doing both. Um, and like I said, I'm excited. I see a need for the students to interact with each other. Um, even if it is with the social distancing and, you know, sanitizing, <laughs> I think they've missed out on a lot. And like I mentioned, my son is in middle school and that's such a crucial stage for development. Um, it's already socially awkward to be in school in person at that, that age and to have missed a complete year. Um, I know myself and I was just on a call with the school where they had Dr. Eisner, who does these parent meetings, you know, issues of anxiety, issues of um, depression, and um, just bringing, I think parents have been struggling with that frustration and aggression and things that they've dealt with having their child all day long. Um, and then the students are gonna have some of those same concerns being in person now with, with even if they have friends, the people they don't like, and it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, how do you think, you know, having a year of distance learning has maybe affected your son? Well, I think be because he has a Chromebook, and this is a conversation we just had, like the school gave all of the kids Chromebooks. And the one, one parent was mentioning this fight with technology, and I'm at a standstill. I realize I can't compete with the internet. So having that, the fact that he has access to technology, he has a computer, he has a laptop, he has a cell phone. Um, he's more into video games and TikTok and YouTube than wanting to sit down or like I had to drag him to take a walk with me or let's go do something fun. Nah, it's okay, I'd rather stay in the house. And I think a lot of, especially kids his age, that's the cool thing to do is to, you know, play Call of Duty and be at home and, and play video games. But how will this impact? My concern is how will this impact through high school, right? Which is yet another stage of development. And when, when they become young adults, um, we already see adults are like lost in their phone and kind of ignoring what's happening socially and not as communicative. So my fear is that we're kind of creating, we're giving permission for um, these youngsters to not be as social. And it comes with some frustration. You don't want to force them to be, but um, we also have to be mindful that we're still human and we need that interaction. And that interconnectedness is key for a sense of self and for a sense of belonging and community. So this coming school year in the fall, will your son be starting high school? Mm -hmm. And what are your hopes for this following school year? I think one thing that I'm, I've been really, um, it's been really eye-opening for many parents is the amount of time and attention that teachers have been given to be creative, right? To be innovative, given that we're doing online learning. 
Um, so my, and I've always been involved in some capacity with his school. I look forward to seeing how parent groups will be formed, how um, extracurricular groups and clubs, right? I, I hope that the students will be encouraged to participate even more so. I know like leadership and they have sports and they have, um, you know, the standard clubs, arts and music and things of that nature. But I, I see that we probably need that to the to the second or third power now to really create opportunities for um, healing, to discuss issues like grief. And if that's through the arts, that would be great. If that's through um, offering some maybe dance, maybe the things that have been lacking, um, it would be great to see that the last four years of his schooling can, can look different because a lot of us have known like the previous way we were educating our students had its flaws. And then we went online and we were bare bones skeleton crew. So naturally students are gonna, I believe the students have fallen behind academic wise. So we've got to make up for the lost time. But in addition to that, I think our students deserve some added value and however we can do that creatively um, would be appreciated. You know, if that's, if that's more culturally, cult, cultural, uh, culturally inclusive enrichment, if that's um, community service and volunteering. I know that there's a group working with civic engagement and how to really implement that in the core curriculum for high school. Um, so I think that now that we've got these last four years, especially for the students who missed this crucial stage, um, to give them the best opportunities. And hopefully, once everything opens up and we can travel and all of that, they can um, really create some, some more enriching opportunities for learning. And you mentioned um, parent clubs. Have you felt connected at all to other parents during this time? Not so much to other parents, but I will, I wanna commend again, given that it's a pandemic, I don't think our administrators and our teachers were prepared how, <laughs> were prepared, you know, within, I think it was March 16th and then it was shelter in place and then they had to really throw something together real quick. Um, I was beginning to get involved with uh, creating some spaces for um, actually it turned into a space for educators, for the teachers more so than the parents. But his school, as I mentioned, Washington Middle School has been very consistent. They send uh, robocalls, they have parent meetings every other Monday. They've been pretty consistent now that we're getting closer to returning. Um, like I mentioned, there was a group today that has been coordinated by Sandra Cervantes, who does, a, a, I think, a phenomenal job with reaching out to parents. And again, we have full lives, we're busy, we're working. Um, but to just know, like I have 30 minutes today, let me just hear what they're talking about. They're, they do a good job, I think, of trying to create opportunities for parents to get involved. Um, I myself served like two meetings on the school site council and I had to return to work. But I feel as though that's another opportunity that we can look at now that we've gone through the pandemic. I'm sure a lot of parents were over, you know, we say ear hustling as the kids are on the computer, like, what did that little boy say? Or why aren't your cameras on? So I think that there's, a, again, this is all about timing and we probably have parents' attention now more so than ever. So my hope is that the district and um, I guess statewide, I'm sure they're devising some, some ways to create liaison roles, more liaison roles for parents. But I get it and sometimes 
I just want to say this, a lot of parents, a lot of students and teachers want their parents to participate in a certain capacity. And I keep saying, like, when you're in junior high school, you don't want your mom in school all the time. It's a different age age group. But in elementary, it's cute. Oh, your mom came. She made cupcake. And then you get to middle school and it's like, whose mama is that? Why is your mom? You can't leave. And so we've, we've got to take that into account, too. But I think this pandemic, again, has, has created a sense of um, urgency and has heightened the, the need to, for parents now more so than ever to be engaged in their child's learning and overall well-being. You know, we send our kids to school for how many hours a day? A lot of times they spend more time in school and with their educators than they do in the home. And I, and let's be honest, some of these educators have heard a lot of uh, background <laughs> noise and have a have insight into what kind of lives our students are living too. So my hope moving forward is that we take all of this information and we're hopefully creating some more safe spaces um, where educators and administrators see. I mean, I know they've always valued parent input, but create some spaces where um, we can try to, again, I think healing is important, visibility is important, um, and the overall well-being, spiritual, you know, intellectual, uh, physical health of our students is at the forefront of these conversations. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. New episodes of our podcast go live on our website every Friday at 4 p.m. And you can also listen to us on iTunes. Just search Central Coast Chat. For more of our coverage, check out our website, www.thecalifornian.com, and follow us on Twitter, at Sal News.